This is Podmakers. Do you ever wonder how podcasting could help your business or even if you're doing business right? Do you ever wonder what it takes to start and maintain a podcast or about the reasons for starting or maintaining one? Do you ever wonder what other business owners and podcasters are going through behind the scenes, away from the highlight reels and shiny filters of social media? Wonder with us on podcasting and how to show up intentionally and be heard. Hey, Casey. Hey, Karen. What's up? How's it going today? I've been reading this book. I joined a book club and I've been reading the assigned book. It is called Word Slut by Amanda Montel. And it's kind of about how language, the English language, has evolved over time to, in my own words, be kind of shitty towards women. (laughs) It's really, Ah. really interesting. It's really interesting. Um, That sounds super interesting. The intent behind certain words, how language has evolved over time to kind of just, I don't know, not slander, but that's the word that comes to my head, kind of slander women. And there's so many more terms, more negative terms for women than for men and where that comes from. And like the word bitch used to have a totally different meaning. And just, it's so interesting just to watch, like to read about the history of how words have evolved over time and their usage and their meaning and in the culture, what it means. It's very interesting. It also makes me a little angry <laughs> and sad. <laughs> so I'm, even though it's written in like a really conversational, lighthearted way, it's kind of hard for me to read. I think I'm on the second chapter. Ooh. Have you heard yeah, of this Yeah, this book? is super... No, not at all. So I literally just got my phone out and added it to my Kindle to be read list because it sounds amazing. And this is the kind of stuff that I'm very, very interested in. It also would probably, I have a lot of fire in me. I'm a Sagittarius. I have a of lot of fire in me. So this will probably, <laughs> that's how we so get along. Probably, yep. <laughs> so this will probably fuel a lot of that fire and rage, mm-hmm. which I'm not mad about. I just have to be mindful of when I engage fueling things. Mm. That sounds amazing. And right up your alley as far as being a word person and also your work and your job as far as like, how can I use, you know, how can you use this information and everything to kind of craft more intentionally craft kind of the stuff that you're, you're making also even like our show description and our like teaser, all the stuff that you craft for us and everything, just allowing that to inform how you use the language is like super very interesting. Yeah. I'm glad you added it to your to be read. So when you do read it, hit me up and we can talk about it because, you know, definitely our never ending text chain. (laughs) Yes. Also, like maybe we should start a book club someday. That would be really fun. (gasps) That would be so fun. I know. I know. And anybody in this audience can come and we'll just read books together and talk about things. But that also makes me think of, I, so as far as books that I've been reading, I just read, which I would not recommend to everybody. I just read The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson, which was actually a really fun and inspiring read for me. Disclaimer, definitely a white man that uses like a pretty outspoken like tone in his writing. Mm -hmm. And could be, if you're easily offended, I would not recommend this book to you. But I really enjoyed it. It was a really good reminder of some 
actually like Buddhist foundations that I've adopted for my own life and focusing on like what I do have, gratitude, like not focusing on Mm. desire too much because that's focusing on lack and that's like an inherently negative experience. But but a a lot of other really good reminders as well. So it was just a really good refresher and really inspiring, especially in this time of pivot for me. And kind of nice to hear like a white man just be like, you need to care less. Like, (laughs) which is Mm. like, yeah, just like some permission that I feel like I needed in this season and to just like be me, be out there a little bit more, go public and that it will be okay. I can navigate kind of the the fallout of all of that. But what I, that's like a side note, what I really wanted to tell you about, I'm going to try not to stay here forever because I know we actually have an episode to get to, but a podcast that I've been listening to that I'm really into, I've actually made some space for this because I had some coffee dates last week. So I was in the car a little bit. Which produced by the BBC Media. Yes. Have you listened to it yet? I texted it to you. Have you gotten to get you into did. it a little bit? I haven't yet. I saved it to my library so I wouldn't forget. And I keep seeing the cover mm. art and like it's beautiful and I'm intrigued it's so beautiful. and I'm, like, I really want to listen mm-hmm. to it. But I want to be like, I don't want it to be yes. interrupted 20 times after I start. Like I right. want to have the time to focus. So I'm trying to, yes. and I need to just get over it. Like I'm never going to find the perfect time to listen. But yes, I'm really about what have you loved okay it's a great one for like chopping vegetables or like the other day i listened to it while i was like folding laundry or whatever it would be a good one like instead of watching tv at the end of the day to just like listen to this instead like it's Mm -hmm. it's just so good the music is wonderful like the layers all of the clips like it's just so well done and the journalist's voice is like oh it's just so soothing and amazing and it all takes place in the uk so it's like scotland there's a lot in scotland because of the witch trials there So it's super interesting because it's produced by the BBC. So they're all in like the UK and it is defining like what is a modern witch, which like they set up really quickly, like that it's like so hard to define. It's defined by each person. People don't even use that term for themselves. So it's been really powerful for me as a person from like a very Christian background with a lot of religious trauma to get to learn a little bit about these ways of being that are outside of some of these things that I was given, that I was told were like really dark, really scary. And what made me think of it today is your word slut book is just like how all of the oppression over the years of like using witch as like the scapegoat thing to murder women that were doing anything that was Mm -hmm. kind of countercultural or outside of what was kind of expected of women at the time. So it's really interesting. I'm only like through episode four. So just so y'all know, there's a little caveat there, but it's been really fun and really amazing. If you are like interested in any of that, like I would highly recommend this show. Or if it's something that like you've been told is really scary, this show is so good and it's not scary and it's like totally beautiful. So yeah. I'm really excited to dig into it. You're gonna love love it. it. You're gonna love it. But okay, so let's, that was just like 10 minutes of me indulging. What are, Casey, what are we here for today? (laughs) Well, we really wanted to talk about the pressure to be everywhere as business owners, especially as online business owners. I think that's a special niche. Yes. Okay. You wrote this down on the ideas list and I was like, yes, 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 yes. And then this morning I was running a little bit behind because we were up in the mountains and I was like, oh my God, we got to pick a topic. We got to flush it out, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh my God, Casey picked a topic and she picked the exact one that I want to talk about today. So we are on the same page. 
I love yes. it. Yes. I think it's because we've both been feeling this lately. So it's like <laughs> we've talked about yes. it via text and everything and there's like a lot to it. And I feel like it's it's yeah. relevant for a lot of people. Yes. How are you feeling you, it right now? How are you feeling this oh pressure? God. So I feel it a lot around social media in particular, which I know that's like a subject that you go back and forth on as well. Maybe because we're both introverts, maybe because we're both highly sensitive, maybe all of the above, especially on Instagram where I'm, I mean, I really like to be on Instagram. I connect with other business owners in that space. I get a lot of referrals actually. I used to think I'm not even getting any work on it in Instagram. I shouldn't even be over there. It's such a waste of time. It's like not moving the needle. I'm just scrolling and like all these negative things. But when I really sat down and thought about it and thought about, okay, well, where else should I be? Should I be on mm. LinkedIn? Should I be on Facebook? Like I haven't been on Facebook in forever, not even on my personal mm. page. Mm-hmm. So I definitely just don't really get business there. Mm-hmm. I have don't get business on LinkedIn just because it's just not as fun over there. And I feel like I feel like this is something you wanted to talk about too. And we can talk, come back around to LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. But I started seeing other online business owners in my like circle start implementing something called it's like a permanent grid. And just depending on how many squares are in your permanent grid, they call it their nine grid or their 12 grid or whatever. And it's basically like a landing page for your business on Instagram. So you create this really Mm. cool interconnected grid, or it doesn't have to be interconnected, but I just thought it looked more cohesive that way. I figured out how to hack my own nine grid on Instagram. So it's like this landing page for my business on Instagram. So I'm not having to constantly post content, post, you know, I just felt like every morning I had this anxiety what am I going to say on Instagram today? Like what offering Mm. can I, you know, like what value can I share? What have I been doing lately? What's something relevant that's going to help someone today? And I feel like it was getting like too big in my mind and taking up too much space and too much time and too much tension. So the nine grid is what worked for me to help alleviate some of that pressure to feel like I need to show up there all the time. And then I can Mm. just kind of still show up in stories or still show up in reels and the nine grid stays the way it is. And Mm -hmm. I can still share information that way and connect with people and like remind people I exist and all the things that really are the point of social media marketing. It's to stay, you know, top Mm -hmm. of mind, offer tips and help where you can let people know that you're a real person, (laughs) not a bot. Yeah. (laughs) All of that stuff. So that's kind of how I've started that for myself. But I think your approach might be a little bit different if you want to talk about your side of things. Yeah, totally. And so I wanted to say first too, like you and I get to text about things like this all of the time. And then that's also why we created this show. So like side note, I cannot say enough like how influential it has been for me to have friends that are in business also, especially in dialogues like this. Oh my gosh. Like you're able to text me like throughout the week. We text each other like, oh my God, I'm feeling all of this pressure or I was just in the doom scroll and I need to get out. What do I do now? Like all of that stuff. So like (laughs) the top note that's completely unrelated to our topic kind of is get you a business bestie. If you don't have one, go set up some coffee chats right now with people that you feel that you align with. 
and just see how it works out, see how it plays out. Because having somebody in your corner, and I have a few other people I know you do too, that are in the online business world that you can just like text at any moment and be like, hey, like for coaching or for Mm -hmm. just like lamenting or just like how do you, something for me is like, I always think that everybody has it all together and has all the answers. So like to be able to be like, right? So to be able to be like, hey, how do you do this? And then to also be reminded that you're just figuring it out, but you do have a different way of doing things. So gorgeous. Go schedule your coffee chats and get yourself your business bestie because Casey and I text each other about all of this stuff like so many times a week. And then two, I feel like as a, thanks. I feel this pressure, I think as a creative, because like I can see the power of every platform and I get really interested in, in making for every platform. Like YouTube is something that's been on my radar for years because I love the audio visual aspect of it. I love video. I love set design. I love like thinking about lighting, all of that. Like I love that. And also like, does YouTube make the most sense for me right now? And also, can I do the set design that I want to do? Can I do all of those things that I want to do with the budget that I have? Absolutely not. So I like get inundated with all of these ideas of how I could use all of these different platforms. And then that works against me because I'm spread so wide that mm-hmm. then I, I'm not like honing in and limiting myself and doing well in like one area. Lately, a lot of pressure has been in the form of like Instagram, email list, YouTube, YouTube shorts, blog, Facebook, podcast threads, which I'm like, I don't fucking need to be on threads. Like I would hate it there. Mm -mm. And this is like the true tell for me too. Y'all like is like the pressure to be on LinkedIn has been coming up a lot lately. I'm like, oh, for my podcast services, that makes so much sense because it's like a service, you know, like blah, 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 blah. Like, and I'm like, no, it doesn't. Like I, if you look at me, like I don't scream LinkedIn. Like this does not make sense for me. I've even been hard on myself lately of I've been wanting to make like postcards to put up to carry with me all the time, which also would not work because I carry the tiniest purse that's essentially a wallet on a chain. Me too. (laughs) So like, I'm not going to carry these things with me all the time, but I'm like, oh, in this dream world, I'm going to make these amazing postcards that I can just pin up on boards and coffee shops and gyms and like stuff like that. And I'm going to get some local clientele from that. Okay, yeah, that's great. And that's a great idea. And I love the idea that it's this old school kind of connection method. And also, like, why am I beating myself up over this? Like, it's an idea. It can go in the Mm. idea parking lot. Like, just all of these things are adding up and I'm feeling a lot of pressure. And right now, I feel like it's both more and easier with my current pivot and like my intense like client seeking of there can be a little bit of urgency there. There can be a little bit of desperation. I'm getting a lot of ideas of like other places that I could be of like spreading that wider net. Mm -hmm. But I think the wider net. So, but then I can also with the urgency, I have to stick to my priorities because I have a very limited work week as far as I work three days a week. I have limited work hours. And so I am not going to burn myself out like being on Instagram every night, like that kind of space. So having to really hone in and prioritize like what matters right now, like where do I really need to be and what's going to really connect me to people, which for me, a lot of the answer has just been, and I had this in the notes later, but I can go into it now, which has been like person to person emails 
mm-hmm. my email list, like the things that are the direct connections with people that I have ownership yeah. in rather than like years ago when I started my art business, I was like, oh, I'll post one post and story on Instagram and I'm going to sell out of all my art. Like, I no, like I know for me now, social media does not convert fast and it does not convert often. Yeah. So like having yeah. to go to the places that do, which is mouth to, which is like referrals. Referrals. Yeah. I think we both so, get a lot of our work through referrals, just in different, maybe it's like someone reaches out on Instagram, but it's from a referral or someone sends an email, yes. but it's from a referral. It's like a, a really, yes. yeah, it's like probably 90% or more of the business that I get I would, for sure. Yeah. I would say 100% of my business has come through referrals. Yeah. 100%. And when I say that out loud, then I'm like, why the fuck am I over there? But like, it's like, it is like the people that like my clients have put me out on their social, on their platforms. And then people see that because they trust them and then they get in my DMs and then that's where it comes from. Right. So it's the referral like on the platform and just needing to have a touch point for them there, which I think is really powerful about having like your grid, your like always grid or whatever is then it's like, it's it's just a touch point. But also just to say like you listener, dear listener, you may be feeling this in like other ways. Like maybe you have like too many Zoom calls, like you're doing too many in-person networking events, like you're inundating mm-hmm. yourself within a different way. It's not social media like us, but feeling that pressure to be, and I think we can take it broad, especially I can get really into this. So I'm just going to glaze over it. But like a, being a woman in American culture, this pressure to be like mm-hmm. everywhere and be everything to everyone. You so can like have it all. let's not yes, let's not pretend this is a different dialogue. This is just like a tangent of this dialogue. I feel like and it, there's more pressure when it's your business and when it's these platforms. Yeah. Always. Yeah. And then I feel like just to touch a little bit on not just the pressure during the work week, but during your personal time cuz we are integrated people, we contain multitudes. You can't like compartmentalize your life as much as we might want to, especially when we have shorter work weeks (laughs) and we're trying to cram it all into three days or four days. I mean, a lot of this pressure for me, and I've texted you about this. Like, I think the last time I texted you, I was like, I'm judging myself for, I can't even remember what it was, but I was like, I'm judging myself for something. And you were like, you got to stop. And that's another, another point where I think having a business bestie is such a big, I'm so glad you put that in the notes for today because that's such a huge component of helping yourself to alleviate that pressure, to have someone else who's like a little more objective and can see it a little bit differently point out like, Hey, you know, this might be a pattern that you have when you do X, Y, Z, like when you're really, really tired, you let yourself, you know, your boundaries get crossed too many times. You know, I've noticed that sometimes this is the result and that can really help to have that outside focus. Yeah, it crosses over into your personal time. Like I spend time like on the weekends ruminating about how I should have done more during the week and then feeling the guilt for not having done it and like all these quote unquote missed opportunities that I imagine I had. And like, what if I had done this differently or what if I had reached out to this person faster or fill in the blank? You can always make yourself wrong about stuff when you're constantly like trying to make yourself feel more worthy and feel like you're doing enough. And I think that's that stupid trap of like the enoughness piece that we always feel, which I know is connected to us as women in this culture for sure. And Mm -hmm. 
you have some notes about this too that I feel like I, w- I want you to dip into. But I just, you know, it's so important to remember that, like, as integrated people, especially people that are in our lives that are not online business owners or not business owners at all, and like kind of can't understand why you can't just turn it off. It's like, we, I just, we don't work that way. Like, when something's bothering you in your business, it's bothering you as a person. It's like a very personal experience to have to be a business owner and to have a business that you care about and that you want to be sustainable and to live and to help people and to serve. And I feel like it ties into a little bit of like, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole because I know we have like a hard stop, but it's like, there's like a little bit of a morality piece of it too. And I don't want to get into that too much, but totally. Yeah. If you wanted to talk a little bit more about the enoughness piece and how that feels for you and like how that ties into your energy and how you're able to show up. Yeah, absolutely. The enoughness piece is huge for me and it comes up big time here as far as like, what is the root of this like desire to be everything Mm. to everyone? It is this like, I am trying to prove that I'm enough. Like I'm questioning whether or not I'm enough. And Mm -hmm. so I'm trying to be like out there and like, even with my pivot, like if I am, so something that's new with this current pivot for me is like, I'm not trying to prove my worth and prove that I can be here by like getting clients, right? Like we've removed all of that. So like, this is just something I'm doing. We're not trying to prove something existential about me, but this comes up in everything. So it comes up in this as well, as far as like, oh, I'm putting this pressure on myself to be in all of these places because I'm trying, I might be trying to prove that I'm enough or that I can do it. Like, especially like you mentioned earlier, that lie of like, that we can do it all and we can be it all. That also creates this pressure that we have to do it all and we have mm. to be it all. God. So it creates a lot of pressure. And then using, as you mentioned, this cycle, then I use this re- rumination to either burn myself out so that I can like avoid it. Oh, I just didn't have enough energy. Oh, like I did all of the. So like I was really tempted for this the other day and I texted you. I was literally laying on the couch and was just like all these voices of like, I need to, like, I need clients. So I need to get up and work. I need to get up and work. I need to get up at work. But it was out of this like gross energy of like grabby, mm-hmm. like, uh, like the urgency of needing to fix my finances, you know, like that kind of space rather than the like, I want to connect with people. So I'm going to like get on these platforms or I'm going to draft some copy or something like that. And what I really needed was to lay down and to do some self Reiki and to do some Mm. meditation and like that kind of thing to really be with myself to answer that question of like, am I enough? Am I doing enough? Because I'll just burn myself out to be able to point back and be like, I did everything I could because I ran myself into the ground. And it's like, oh, it actually doesn't work that way. Like, I don't have to run myself into the ground to be able to say I did everything that I could. Like, yeah, resetting what success and what that looks like for me or and then like burn myself out or I'll go into freeze. So like, oh, Mm -hmm. I get on all of these places and then I see that I can't do it the way that I want to or Mm -hmm. I'm judging myself for not doing it all. And then I go into freeze because that judgment is so severe. Right. I'm not enough. Oh, I just proved to myself again. I'm not enough, which puts me into freeze. I'm not going to be in any action, whether that's like sending my clients new contracts or whatever, like freeze does not create action. Yeah. Or I just use it to distract myself from what is working. 
Like I said, like when I start casting that super wide net, I've learned, I know enough about myself to now be like, okay, what are you avoiding? Like, are you avoiding the vulnerability of diving into one thing well? Because it could still fail. Right. And, and, and like spreading myself out and going into frenzy keeps me from dedicating and committing to one idea or a couple of ideas and then seeing them through because the vulnerability of it may, it may still not work out even if I dedicate myself to these one things, which is all Mm -hmm. like self-sabotage too. Right. And then exhaustion. Exhaustion comes with all of that, the burnout piece. Like when we're in the mind drama all of the time, that's exhausting. And then also let alone something I thought about when you were talking too, and a friend gave me this a while ago, one of my friends that's a spiritual director, is just the energetic cost of innovation. Mm. So as business business owners, we're innovating every day. Every day. It takes so much creativity. It takes so much innovation energy. We're like, re, and uh, this is my problem. I like rebuild the wheel like every day. What do they say? Like, I redesign the wheel every day instead of like sticking to the plans. But even if you're not doing that, innovation takes so much energy. So when we're also trying to innovate and then we're constantly judging ourselves for what we're doing and how we're doing it and telling ourselves that it's not enough. That is just a recipe for exhaustion, for hypoactivation potentially, or hyperactivation mm-hmm. and freeze, flight, fight, freeze responses, fawn responses. <sighs> yeah, big sigh. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true though. And tell me if this is true for you, but there's a productivity piece in here for me too, where when I feel like I'm not doing enough, I'll get my little to-do lists that are way too long. I have too many items for each day because I'm addicted to being able to check off that I've done these things like tick, tick, tick. Have I thought about whether these are needle moving things? No. Have I thought about whether these are like sustainable things that I can maintain over time that make sense, that help me show up more consistently, that help me go deeper instead of wider? No. I just want to feel like I am doing something And the productivity and like the little dopamine hit that I get when I've ticked off all the little boxes on my to-do list is like, it's a distraction. Like you already talked about. It's like, how can I feel like I'm doing enough? I will make a list and I will do everything on that list. And that's it. And it's like, okay, but have, did you reverse engineer this list from like what you actually want to end up happening to what's the first step I can take towards that? Not always. Usually it's just a damn list that I've put together Mm -hmm. that I can feel good about having ticked off. Yeah, absolutely. The productivity thing is really intense and productivity, the pressure of productivity comes from our culture, but it also could be a specific, there could be a specific flavor in your backgrounds too. And not just you, Casey, but all of us. Like I heard one of my clients when they talked about this on their show, as far as like the, and I think it was even a guest of theirs, the like when you hear the parent's car pull into the driveway and you grab the dust (gasps) rag, like you are watching TV you turn it off you yes. grab the dust rag and you like look busy right you like so many of us grew down. up in that house yes. yes so many of us grew up in that house and so that's a really intense voice that's like really close to us there's a to use ifs language internal family systems language there's a part within us that like that's her burden 
is looking busy all of the time so that she can like fit into the system that exists, right? So yes, that's something that's been huge for me through this pivot is like actually creating like, and that's part of it, even with like going to the person to person emails and meetings and all of that, realizing so much of my business comes through referrals versus social media. What in the past has actually created the result that I want? And let's go back to that versus like burning myself out with all of this like content creation and everything. And I have had so many ideas of so many things that I want to do and want to build and I've had to file it in the like later business development stuff because that's not the right now client seeking that needs to be done. So it's like, what is your goal? How have you reached that in the past? And what are the steps to getting there versus the like, oh, like, but also being kind to yourself. Like, what do you want to do? What do you want to make? I have to do a lot of that so it'll actually show up to work because if it's boring, I'm not going to show up. But yeah, reverse engineering it, like you said, a little bit in that way. How, you know, some ways that we can deal with the pressure and how we can move forward from being so pressured in business. I think we've gone over a couple of these already. Have a support system. You and I have each other. Find yourself a business bestie however you can if you don't already have one. If you already have one, lean on them more. Like, that's what they're there for. That's what I'm here for with Karen. I text her in the middle of the day when she's busy and I know that she will get back to me when she can, when she's not, you know, editing or Mm. being with her little one. And it really helps each other to know that like there's someone else going through the same thing. And yes. Yeah. And so like figuring out a way forward, I think a really good way to start is to question everything. What is it that feels misaligned for you right now? Why do you feel so much pressure? Is it like internalized self-pressure is it real? Is it actual pressure that like you have time urgent things that need to be done and you need to be taking steps? Like what is it? Where is it coming from? And how to kind of start taking steps forward to relieve the pressure for yourself? Because I feel like none of us really do our greatest work when we're under that type of, it's like a distracting type of pressure where you just feel like, how can I get rid of this so I can do what I need to do? Yes, absolutely. I love that question. Everything. Also too, that like a part of that, I think the foundation of that too, is that like a coach once, one of my coaches, Nate Lapgard with the Kite and Dark group gave me that through, (laughs) through working me, he just working with me. He discovered this. He made a joke about me yesterday that like some people are very coachable and take like two sessions to do something. And some people, he didn't name me, but he threw me under the bus. He said, some people take four years and just aren't very coachable. That's me. But a gift from my coach, Nate, is that resistance can also be discernment. So if you've told yourself that you're Mm going to show up in this one space, but you continually are not doing it, and then you're just beating yourself up for it, really question that. Question like why you wanted to be on your platform. Are your people actually there? Do you like to create in that way? If you're, if you've made yourself have a podcast, but you don't even listen to podcasts and you don't even like audio, like, Oh my God, why are you here? My friend, like (laughs) if you are not, if you are an audio person, but you're not a visual person, you don't like making things in Canva. You don't like taking pictures. You don't like doing any of that. Like, why are you on Instagram? Instagram is a photo, like a visual based platform. So like just asking all of these things, why am I resisting being in this space? Why am I not showing up? Is it an Mm -hmm. inner work question that I need to listen to? Because this is all your intuition, resistance as discernment, listening to your intuition in that and actually trusting yourself. Oh, maybe I'm actually, maybe my body and my brain are actually telling me something that needs some noticing and needs some attention versus me just not doing the things that I need to do. 
you and me being lazy or something like that. Like I don't believe in lazy. Nobody's lazy. And also a side note here, beating yourself up. I think I said this before, but beating yourself up for not being everywhere all of the time has a root in the conditioning that we need to be everything to everyone. So I would also definitely recommend like have your, if it's your business bestie, if it's your therapist, if it's your spiritual director, whatever your care team looks like, Reiki practitioner, like look at these things from the deeper work perspective. Where did that come up in my life? Is there a voice? Is there a person that that voice can be tied to? And what do I need to look at within like all of that? It is okay for you to just be a human having a human experience. And then the last thing I was going to throw out, no, two more things I was going to throw out is doing as you can and not as you can't. That's something Mm. I'm sure I've said on here before, but it's, I have to repeat to myself all the time. Like, especially like looking at the YouTube things, like lately I've been like, okay, maybe it's shorts for a while first. Maybe I can do that in three months. You know, we're going to get stable. We're going to get steady in some of these other areas that are more important to me. And then we're going to evaluate if shorts are on the table in three months. Do as you can, not as you can't. And then also, like I was just kind of saying a little bit in that too, set it up well for yourself. Be intentioned in where you choose to be. Like I was just saying a few minutes ago, do you like being on the platform? Are your people there? So like millennials hit and miss on Facebook, like boomers, definitely on Facebook, you know, like just like being really mindful of who is actually attracted to these apps. Zers are on TikTok, you know, like it's like wherever I think wherever your people are that are within your target demographic, be where they are. If it's in-person events, then it's in-person events and letting that fuel, like fuel your intention without also betraying yourself in that. Oh, I think my people are on mm-hmm. LinkedIn, but I fucking hate being on LinkedIn. Don't be on LinkedIn. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then create a plan for yourself. Even if it's a loose one, kind of create a plan, try it, see what happens. And then from my coach, Samantha also like evaluate and evaluate often. She always says what's working, what's not working, but don't get in the hole of what's not working. Focus all of your energy on what is working. So if Facebook, Mm. if Instagram is working and you have people in your DMs all the time and they give you like, they're on your disco calls and you convert sometimes like, Oh my goodness, be on Instagram. Check yeah, in. Don't with tell yourself also. that's not working. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Like that for me for a while. I was like, like, it's not doing anything. Um, it is though, because I'm getting a lot of referrals through Instagram. So oh maybe my gosh. just slow yes. down and stop trying to fix stuff hey. that's not broken. Yes, pay attention. And also part of that evaluation is check in with yourself. Am I resisting this platform? Am I resisting making this content? What does it feel like a slog? And why does it feel like a slog? And not just jumping to, oh, it feels like a slog. So I need to pick a different platform and learn a whole new thing. No, 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 no. Maybe it feels like a slog because you're trying to prove something about yourself in that space that you just need to let go of and show up in a different kind of headspace, right? Give yourself permission to do that. Yeah. Don't show up in a different way. Yeah. Conclusions. Yeah. Do a nine grid or something where you're not having to constantly pressure yourself to post every day when you just don't have the yes. capacity to do that. Like that is okay. You don't have to be the way you think everyone else is right now. Totally. 
And also the last thing I'll say too in this space is, and I want to be really careful here because people will use this as like a scapegoat and not deal with any of this stuff. But if you need to hire someone, like if you are all in on one platform, but you just need a little bit of help and support. Also like Casey, part of her work that she offers to folks is repurposing podcast content for different platforms, the platforms that you've chosen to be on. So like blogs, that kind of thing. It's really powerful and it's really helpful for your SEO. So if you have done all of the work, if you're asking all of the deep questions, you still want to be in these spaces, but you just need a little bit of support to be able to execute the vision that you want, you can hire someone. Hire someone to be like in your corner to help you get this stuff Mm. done. Yes. If that's possible for your business. I think that's a form of self-care for sure. Within your business to be able to... yeah. Yeah. And especially with you, like your accountability piece to help people keep showing up to the mic, have their recordings turned in by a certain day, keep sharing their voice and their stories and be intentional and be vulnerable, even when it feels scary. That's such a powerful service to offer to someone. And I think that especially if you don't have the type of business bestie relationship that you and I have, if you work with Karen, it's almost like she kind of becomes your business bestie in the podcast editing space. It's a really Mm. valuable, powerful thing. And that's the like, I love being in the editing space, like being all up in my digital audio workstation, my DAW and like doing the things, but like getting to talk to my clients and like coach them a little bit through like why it's challenging to get on the mic or like content ideas and like that kind of thing. That's some of my favorite part. Like that's one of my favorite parts of the job. Mm -hmm. And also just knowing like when they get on the mic and they're like, Hey, Karen, I'm like, Oh my God. Hello friend. Like we are, we are buds. So yeah, remembering self-care within all of this also to release that pressure valve, whether it's talking to your business bestie, like Casey said, hiring help, doing your meditation, doing your tapping, whatever it looks like, like make sure that you have a self-care regimen in place also, because being and going public is challenging to the system. Mm -hmm. So of course you're feeling the pressure to be everywhere for everyone and you've got to release that pressure valve somehow. Maybe you run a hundred mile runs. I don't know, but like make sure your pressure valve release button is there, but let's give everybody some takeaways. What do we talk about today? (laughs) So many things. (laughs) So many things, which uh, word slut. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Oh yeah. So if you're feeling the pressure of needing to be everywhere all of the time, you are not alone at all. And what your brain is giving you around it is also not true. It's just your brain. Your brain's mm. feeling some pressure. Well, I love the idea that you can be proud of where you've chosen to be and know that it is intentioned. It is intentional. You've chosen this. You can have your back about it. And like you said, with the self-care piece, set up some like non-negotiables for yourself where you're like, I am going to stop my work day at 11, have lunch, and do a quick meditation before I do anything else. It's just something like that where you know it's something that you can commit to every day that you can do. Figure out what you want your experience of this to be, whether you're showing up on Instagram or LinkedIn or YouTube or podcasts or podcast guesting or whatever it is that you're showing up to speak to your people. Make sure that you're filling your cup first before you go out and give more. Yes, absolutely. And then also a big thing for me that I give to all of my clients, spiritual direction or podcasting, thought boundaries. You can have boundaries even within your own brain. Mm -hmm. So when you start thinking like, oh, my friend, when you're on Instagram and you're like, oh, my friend, my business bestie is doing so well on Instagram Mm -hmm. and your brain starts to go down that path of like, I Why aren't I doing that well? I 
Yes. And the red flag is should I should blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. You're, you're committed to your intentioned plan and it is working because you've done your evaluation that it's working. So stay like, just throw that thought away, let it pass through and say, that's not true and move on. So practicing your thought boundaries with yourself, but yep. Release that pressure valve. Be with yourself. Casey, if people want to work with you, how can they get in touch with you? The best way is through my website, which is Casey Hayes. That's K-A-C-E-Y-H-A-Y-E-S.com. My email's on there. There's a contact form on there. You can check out my services page and see exactly how we can work together and which packages might be right for you and set up a discovery call all in the same place. So I would love to talk to you if you need some support with podcast guest strategy or repurposing your existing podcast content. How about you? I love it. So you can find me and get in touch with me at karenhibner.com, C-A-R-I-N-H-U-E-B-N-E-R. And you can schedule a discovery call through that website. On a discovery call, I am going to listen to all of your wonderings, your qualms, your challenges, your wins with podcasting and creating a podcast, with going public, being a person, a human that's going public and being out there in the world. And we're going to find some solutions and we're going to create a plan. And then we can wonder at how we can continue to work together through a podcast strategy package, consult calls, or through monthly editing packages. So I am obsessed with helping people get their voice out into the world so that it helps so many other folks. So I would love to be in touch with you. Thanks for being here, everybody. Thanks for being here, Casey. Thanks for being here, Karen. This is great. This is (laughs) honestly the highlight of my week. I love it. Oh, I love it. It's so much fun. All right. Follow along, everybody. Hit that subscribe button and we'll talk to you next time. Bye.